back for episode four. How are you, Matt? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, episode four. I know. We missed last week, but we had a good good week down at conference, didn't we? What were your takeaways, Matt? Yeah, we did. We had our National Harcourts Conference down at Tapai in Christchurch. Had a fantastic time. Got a chance to catch up with uh, a lot of colleagues around the country. There's a lot of focus on mindfulness and just being being present and, and wow moments and had some real estate coaches from overseas mm. come in, which was really cool. Took a lot away, really. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, same. I mean, the theme was the finest experience, which I thought was kind of cool because I think in this market, it really is about standing out and being a little bit different. And I thought it was kind of cool that they chimed in on that and really brought speakers that could add to our business effectively. And like you, I took away a lot of the mindfulness stuff and, you know, got to be fit to have a fit mind and and stuff like that which I feel like it I definitely took a lot out of it and I'm feeling you know more refueled refueled fueled re-energized yeah that's the one um to, to you're re- ready to go yeah. ready to rip into it yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah so once again apologies we did miss last week but that is why because we're pretty busy down in Christchurch mm. so what are we going to kick off with Sophie well I've been having you know, I've had a few settlements coming up lately and I thought, you know, it would probably be good to do a bit of a summary around settlements and around deposits because I know they are things that I think people get a little bit confused about, um, just sort of the ins and outs. So I thought it was... It's all those little details. Yeah, yeah. When to pay deposit, what happens on, on settlement day. Yeah, really and, know. and what's going on behind the scenes as well because there's a lot of work that your agent's doing, there's a lot of work that your, your solicitor's doing. Um, and there's also a lot of things that you yourself, either the buyer or seller, you've got to get sorted. So why don't you sure. take us away with deposit, Matt? Yep, I'll touch on deposit. So uh, look, you'll have conditions that you meet. Say you've got an offer uh, that's been accepted. Woo! You're kind of excited. <laughs> you've got some conditions that you need to meet. You might have, for example, a building check, your solicitor's approval, uh, and your bank or your mortgage broker sorting out your finance. So once you've met all of those conditions... That means you go unconditional. So the house is sold, you get to put the sticker up. So your agent will work with you on the day. Um, They should give you a call to congratulate you that you've gone unconditional. So then you'll be required to pay the deposit. So usually that's 10% of the purchase price. But look, it can be different. It can be anything really that's agreeable by both parties uh, when you're putting the offer in. But generally, I think most of mine have been 10%. Probably yourself would be the same, Sophie. Um, and I think it's an important thing to remember as well that the deposit has to be some form of cash. So, for example, uh, your KiwiSaver. Um, so you, you've got to have that ready and, and organised to go on the day. Uh, you might have the cash ab- available in the bank, uh, the bank of mum and dad. I so love just, the bank of mum and dad. I don't know about you. I did, yeah, I did a long time ago. They, <laughs> they, did, they did help me out. Got to admit that. Uh, yeah, so just having all that money available for settlement day, especially if you know that it's going to all go ahead, just to be prepared on the day so you can pay that deposit. We rec- I'd recommend that all purchasers go into their bank and make that payment with with a teller in person. can ma- make it a lot speedier. Sorry, I'm just clicking my highlighter here. Sophie's telling me to stop. Yeah, look, it can make it a lot quicker doing it in person at the bank. There'll be some issues sometimes on amounts that you can transfer on the day so you can generally transfer larger amounts in person and generally on the front sheet of the agreement 
it will say who the deposit is needing to be paid to. So those details should be on the front of your sale and purchase agreement. Should also have the bank number and the reference with the property address as well. So there should be no confusion. But if you had any uh, questions about that, I would just speak to your agent um, to make sure you're not transferring 10% of the purchase price into the wrong account. That would be a bit of a nightmare. Not something. ideal. <laughs> and those funds generally... We like to have them in cleared funds as well. Yeah, so. which a lot of people get a little bit confused about cleared funds, but it's cash, isn't it? It's, it's you know, can be used from transactions, poor transactions, yeah, for sure. sorry, straight away. And the other thing with the deposit, just to bear in mind that when the deposit does get paid, uh, legally it does have to be held in the trust account of the agency for up to 10, well, 14 working days. So the only ex uh, exclusion to that, I guess, is... Uh, there can be an early release on the on the deposit, but that has to be requested and agreed by by both parties. So that can be uh, might be like a short settlement. It might be that they uh, there could be a few different reasons for that. But generally, it'll get held there for ten working days. Now you were going to touch on settlement. Settlement. Yeah. Go for it. So before settlement day. The seller needs to make sure that the property is available for a pre-settlement inspection. So that's a legal, you know, right for every purchaser to come through the property, usually a couple of days before settlement, to, you know, look over the property. Some important things to sort of check in that pre-settlement inspection would be, you know, that it's in the same condition to, to as when you sign the sale and purchase agreement make sure that all the chattels that are listed on the sale and purchase agreement are in good working order unless otherwise stated in the agreement check that the fixtures such as lights are working too all the repairs that might have been agreed upon between you know the seller and purchaser have been done and you know make sure that all the keys and garage door remotes and security codes are accounted for as well um, which will be available on settlement Good, good point you make about checking all those chattels. You know, you want to check all the lights. You don't want to get to the property and find out that three or four of the lights weren't working. So you just want to make sure that that's all 100%, kosher. 100%, because that pre-settlement inspection also is basically that protection for if something does go wrong, because yep. if it was working on, on pre-settlement inspection and it's not working once you move in, then, you know, you've got, you've got a leg to stand on and you can go to your solicitor and say, hey, what do I do about this? What's going on? Yeah, for the seller, I think it is, you know, pretty important to remember that, you know, you've got to be vacant on settlement day. Yes, settlements can happen at any time. During the day, I've had nine o'clock ones, but I've also had ones later in the day. I'm actually meant to settle on property today um, and still waiting for the email from the solicitor. So they can happen at any time, but it's really important to know that you've got to be, you've got to be ready, you've got to be out. So making sure you've got your moving truck Booked. Think about care for the children or the pets on that day. You know, sometimes we even recommend that you you move out before settlement if you can to make things less stressful on the day because uh, most people are pretty understanding, but there are people that aren't, um, and you don't want to be in a position where you're you know liable to pay compensation either. Obviously, there's the obvious things that the property's got to be left tidy and all rubbish removed. Arrange final readings and payments for utilities such as gas, electricity, water, your phone. Change the interest of your contents insurance. Uh, make sure it includes cover during the move. Um, arrange your mail to be redirected. And notify the council and arrange for final 
There's a lot of them. things to remember. There are a lot of things to remember. There's actually also a checklist on the Settled website. I was just going to say, if you need a checklist, get in touch. We'll be happy to share that checklist yes, with you. because it is, it is great to have that. And for the buyer as well, you want to make sure that you've got your finance ready before settlement day, property insurance for the day that you settle. You know, your, your solicitor's going to need authority from you to transfer the title, bank's home loan and finance agreements if you're borrowing money. It's also a good idea to leave a bit of time for you to clean the property as well or um, look over the property right before you move too. So you don't, as soon as you get the keys, you don't have to move in straight away. Of course, there's that exciting feeling of wanting to get that done. But yeah, you also want to arrange the transfer of services, including internet, um, electricity, gas, that sort of stuff, and change change your um, address for contents insurance as well. So there's a few things to remember there. Anything else to add there, Maddie? I reckon you've covered most of that, Sophie. I think that's a good summary. It's always a pretty stressful day. Well, it doesn't need to be stressful if, you, if you're organised and, and prepared. It's actually a pretty pretty seamless day. Yeah, it's just uh, having a good agent to kind of help all that happen as well, just to yeah. keep you updated. And with understanding anything the process for sure is... Definitely. Is just getting on the front foot, asking any questions that you're not sure about ahead of settlement day. But yeah, I think that's about it. There's probably only one other thing that I'd sort of make note of, and I think it's just an important thing to keep in mind, but obviously when you get those emails from your solicitor saying that you're, you know, you've settled and stuff like that, I think it's important for the buyer, and the and the um, agent will make the buyer aware of this, but as an agent we have to wait until we get the email from the seller's lawyer because that's when the money has arrived in the account and that's when we're legally allowed to release the keys as well because yeah there, there have been circumstances where you know the buyer's really eager to get in and fair enough too but you know we've got people to answer to as well and um, for those that don't understand that part of it I think it's kind of interesting to know that yeah if yeah. you want to hear about it a bit more or talk about it a bit further give Sophie a call she will help <laughs> so before we finish up I've got to give it another click because that really annoyed you before didn't it, it Sophie really wow I nearly <laughs> swerved them yes it did really got on my nerves mate oh good well we'll leave it there yeah I hope you've enjoyed episode four and we will see you next week for number five over and out